hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us. This is your girl, Donna Burnett, on Thy Neighbor's House. Today, we have an awesome special guest um, that agreed to join us today. The wise of the wisest men that I have ever met, Mr. David Moore, better known as Uncle Bunny. Thank you so much, uh, Uncle Bunny, for joining us today. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. It is an honor to have you to join us today. And all I can say, I can't say it enough. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's me. It's me. It's Uncle B. <laughs> Well, Uncle B, we are so glad to have you today. Uh, it is such a pleasure to have you on board. And Uncle B, today uh, you'll be sharing uh, pretty much your life story um, with us. And so we're going to jump right into it because I am just as excited as you are to hear the tales of how we got to Uncle B. But we're going to start out with question number one which is, um, what were your mother and father like when you were a child? Well, my mother raised the family. Uh, I had three sisters and three brothers. It was seven of us. And my father uh, did yard work. And that was the gist uh, of our family. Starting off, I remember my grandmother having a store in Lincoln Grove. And the girls, uh, my sisters and my cousin worked in the store. But the boys, when they turned 12, uh, worked with my father. And all his yards were in Irving Park. All the customers he had were millionaires. Wow. So uh, he was basically a, a powerful man, and we didn't know that. Uh, you think about J.P. Stevens, Burlington Industries. Saslow's Juries, Leslie Nurseries. But those, uh, are, those are companies based out of uh, out North Greensboro. Carolina. Greensboro. Oh, okay. Saslow's is only in Greensboro? It's not anywhere else? Well, it was in Greensboro then. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but we, did, we did the yard... Yard work for Mr. Sanchez and his wife. These were the yards of the of the men that we worked with, worked for. Okay. Uh, my father's first job was working for a man named Thorne Brooks. He has the Brooks Pierce uh, Law Firm now. That was the first job that I worked on as a little boy at 12 years old. 
But all the people who worked for her were millionaires. Wow. I never worked in the yard that wasn't owned by a millionaire. My mother was wow. a community. Go ahead, Donna. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I was just complimenting. You know, I, I'm just, you know, was taking a deep breath. That's awesome. Yeah. Back in uh, somewhere in the fifties, my father used to receive phone calls and people wanted him to work for their yard. Some people offered him as much as forty-five hundred dollars a week just to work on their yards. But he decided, he said he wanted his customers and he wanted to stick with his customers. This was back when? This was in the 50s. The late 50s. What? Yeah, they often, they were offering four to $500 just a week. And his job, he was known all over Greensboro. Wait a minute. So how old are you, Uncle Bunny? I'm 76. Oh, wow. And back in the 50s, your father was making $4,500? No, I say his customers would offer him four or $500 a week to work, to work oh. for him. Oh, okay. Well, they were millionaires, so they could afford yeah, it. They, yeah, they but got- it's just surprising, you know, that a, a black man back in the... 50s would even make that amount of money. Right, right, right. But he was well known. He was well known uh, in Greensboro as far as the yard goes. He was uh, recognizing newspapers, magazines for his uh, yard work and his flower garden. His specialty was roses. Any kind of rose you need, my father did. So those are some of the things that I experienced growing up here in Greensboro. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, Uncle B. And as the boys turned 12, we had and, uh, work with my father Saturday we were up at 5 o'clock going out to work with and during the summer we worked we worked uh, okay. with okay so I guess it would be what did what did your parents it sounds like that uh, your parents instilled in you what what was it that you think the most that they instilled in you? Well, my mother was a community person. She worked in the community and in churches. So uh, I got my kind yes, working with youth or whatever for my mother. She worked with a youth group in the church. So I guess I got that from her. My working skills from my father. He was a hustler. So all the boys in my family turned out to be hustlers. Once, once you got that first dollar, you know, and you found out what you could do, 
There was no stopping us, Dean. At the tender, even starting at the tender age of 12, huh? 12, all up, when you turn 12, that's, that was your job. Work out in the yards. So versus today's youth, um, that you don't see a lot of youth out here working with their parents, um, you know, doing their parents' careers, you know, we, we our teens get caught up and a lot of other things. So by with you working with the with the youth, um, what were some of the things that you taught the youth? Did you did you teach them the same lesson that your father taught you? Uh, yes. Back back in my day, most of the men in the community had had a second job. We call it a side hustle. And one of the things we taught all the kids we work with, we had a stand in the Greensboro Coliseum, and the kids would go out there and work with us. And a lot of them are, are doing certain jobs today. They learn from working at the Coliseum. One of the young men that uh, worked with us, Rayshon Jackson, is the head chef down there. Weaver, YMCA. Uh, one of the other men, Marker Hood, has a hot dog stand in, at the courthouse. So, a lot of times they, they talk about what they learn from the Coliseum. Count money, treat people. Just thing you would need to be a, a business businessman to be able to survive. Was that something that you contribute to them, or is uh, this something that um, they just got out of some of your? But that was uh, that, I guess it would be you know relevant to the same thing. This that, was a part of your teaching that, that, was, that they have these jobs today. Uh, yes, uh, the group that we had boxing, we took the kids out. That's how the kids learn uh, their different skills by coming out to the Coliseum and working with us at the Coliseums. Okay, what was the name of the group? Uh, Botso. B O T S O. And that stands for? Brothers Organized. To save others, and brothers we started organized that, to save others. Yeah, we started that back in 1993. Okay, that that is just so awesome. That is just so awesome. Um, let me ask you, uh, uh, who was Daniel Towns? Daniel Towns was one of the first young men, well, he was a young boy then, that I I met and mentored in my neighborhood. I met him at the basketball court, and when he went home and told his mother about me, and she didn't believe it. But uh, we got together, and I started working with him from the time he was, I think maybe 10 years old, until he went to college. 
And one, okay. one of the most exciting things, I guess, that happened with Daniel and myself, when he went to uh, junior college and he was getting ready to go to college, uh, one of the coaches from Simpson called me and was asking about Daniel. And also, uh, I had a big surprise one day a gentleman named uh, Keith Gallon, who used to play for the University of Maryland, called me and said, said, Lefty want to talk to you. I said, Lefty who? He said, Lefty Jusiel. He used to be the coach at Maryland. He's at Georgia State now. So I finally called him and we talked. And Danny got a scholarship go to uh, Georgia State. That's where he finished his last two years of college from. Oh, man. Praise God. <laughs> but I mentored him from from the time he was 10 until he finished high school. And some of the boys, some of the boys, some of the boys in the neighborhood uh, was in our group box. So, and and uh, we had a meeting Monday night. And when I was bringing Danny and some of the other boys back home, we stopped by McDonald's. And, and we would eat a Sunday. And I would sit down and talk to them about different life stuff going on. And uh, years later, they would come back and say, Mr. Moore, you remember this? You remember that? So things did. They did remember some of the things that I, I told them. Okay. Okay, that's that's wonderful. Um, so what about a letter from, was this a letter? Yeah, his mother, from- his mother wrote me a letter and she was just saying how much it meant to her. And before, when I, when I saw the first line of the letter, I just broke down like a little baby and started crying. But the letter was just saying how much it meant to her and the family for me to uh, take over Daniel and really looked out for him. He, he, he was my son during those years. The time he was 10 until he finished high school, he was, that, he was one of my sons. So how many sons do you have? I have, I have I have two sons and I have maybe a, three or four adopted sons. I mean three or four thousand three or four thousand adopted sons. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're very well known um in the community. And you know, just to say or just to reiterate on some things that uh you've done in the community. We we greatly, greatly appreciate you because we can't thank you enough, you know, for your service. And uh, because you were really acting as what God would have us to be as a servant. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a servant uh, to one another. And you have truly, truly uh, been a servant throughout your journey. Yeah. So uh, my next question to you, what what was it? What decisions actually changed your life? Uh, somewhere between the age of 30 and 40, I just 
some, some came to me about changing my life. And my, my motto was, the more people I know, the more people I can help, the more people I can help, the more people I can serve. The more people I can serve, the more people I can save. And the rest is up to God. <laughs> so that was, that, that was my life uh, from, from then on, helping others, and my journey with saving our youth. And, and from that, I tell anybody that the power of one, one person can make a difference. Everybody can make a difference. So it's up to everybody to do their part. Everybody has the gift. Use your gift to help others. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you a, a, a counselor, a council of, of elders? Yes, uh, about three years ago, a group of men and myself got together and we wrote a book, put the book together called The All of the Hustle, Lessons in Becoming a Man. And it came because of the decision that as we got older and we didn't have the time and the energy to work with young men that we wanted to leave some kind of legacy. Okay. And, and the book, the art of the hustle, lessons in becoming a man was the book that we did. Uh, one of the ladies that I worked with down Dudley, Dr. Joanne Lynn, helped us put the, put the, put the book together and, uh, and we put it out maybe, what, two or three years ago. And it's 15 yeah, stories. I, I have a copy of the book. Yes, 15 book. stories of, of men and what they experienced growing up. And it's a story, it's a story in the book for everybody. Everybody can relate to one of the stories in the book. Yeah, because um, that, that book did very well in the community too. Yeah, we uh, we really thought that would be something that we could really pass on to to young men. Yeah, because that's now that's a a huge service, you know, to change someone's life. Right. And as you say, it only takes one. The power of one, you know, can do it. That that again, we can't thank you enough for the lives that you've changed. You know, when, when I met you, you, you changed my life because of the wisdom and the story, you know, that you even told me about. You were even in one of my plays, uh, right. Dancing on Daddy's <laughs> Shoes. Yes, <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed it. Agent 45, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was awesome. You know, even at that time, that, that play was a success. Yeah, but I, I just wanna, I just wanna thank you so much because people that give like you do, I wish that that would rub off on a lot of, 
you know, of our celebrities or other people um, that are able to give back to their community without, you know, um, expecting something back. But if people would just give back to their community, their communities would never go down. They would always stay up. Right. Just a firm believer of that because um, when you when you empower your your community, they stay powered. And um, especially with the word of God that you were helping these young men, you know, to heal when times wasn't that great or um, just showing them some kind of comfort or showing them the love of a father if their father, you know, wasn't in the home. That's been real huge for our black community. You know, um, the father not being in the home, but God special made you, Uncle B. And had you, you know, that that was your assignment to go around and help other young men who um, desperately needed, you know, the care or the love, you know, of the father. Yeah. Yeah, because until uh, women can raise, you know, little boys all day long, but they can never show them what a father or what another man can actually show them how to be a man. You know, and so that's that's very much needed. And most of the, most of the, most of the young men that we work with uh, came came with uh, just the mother and family. And uh, it's no greater it's no greater feeling you can have than changing the life of someone else. And hear someone come back to you later on and say. That you saved their life, or how much you meant to them, and sometimes I think about some of the young men have came back to me and just bring brings tears back to my eyes. Uh, to have them say we saved their life, or how much different it, it, it made. But we're just doing what's next. Just being because yeah, because Boxo is 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 real huge in the community. Yes, uh, and you know now we are we're working with another group called the Circle of Protection. Uh, that it's an offset from the Council of Elders, and it's it's a collaboration with different groups in the community that are involved with working. With our youth in the community, uh, we have wow. Boy Scouts, baseball team, school programs, mentoring programs, Black Achievers at the Y, uh, science and technology. We have an uh, airport that we go to for different classes. So all of this is make a difference in the com- community. And do what we can to save our young men and girls. Yes, because the young men um, are going to be um, our future, along with the with the young women. So, the education, having them being taught, you know, just the general education of how a man is supposed to be, of how a man is supposed to be. Um, helping him, you know, raising, raising this child, um, and making sure that you know he gets the education that he needs. Right. And you know, so many of them, 
you know, were turned to other things, um, thinking that, if, you know, it's all about basketball, it's all about football. But it was a good thing that you all came together in this collaboration to show that, you know, it's your, your education comes first or your heart and knowing how to become a man, you know, comes first. So, you know, getting them away because the community can be such a huge distraction, you know, with the gangs, the drugs, the alcohol, you know, um, you know, everything that they really don't need. So again, if I wore a hat, my hat would come off to you. So I'll just take a bow. I'll just take a curtsy to you. <laughs> and again, thank you um, for all of the work that you have just done out of your heart. And, and not for pay. You've done this from the kindness of your heart. Right. And I just can't thank you enough, man of God. Just can't thank you enough. But we're going to wrap this up and we're going to tell people um, how they can get in touch with Uncle B. Uncle B has his own podcast um, that he will be doing every Wednesday at 1 p.m. And his anchor address is anchor.fm forward slash David slash more. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash David slash more. This pick up a copy of his book, The Art of the Hustle. You truly, truly will enjoy it. It'll probably raise you from page one to the very end of the book. Very interesting book um, of pillars in the community. And we're going to say goodbye to... Um, Uncle Bunny, not for long, because he will be back. Uncle Bunny, Uncle Bunny, it's me. <laughs> he will be back to join us, but join and please go and listen um, to his podcast. And is there anything else you would like to leave us with, Uncle B? I would just like to say thank you, Donald, for having me. And as we continue, oh, you're more than welcome. As we continue this journey of saving, save, I'm sorry, I didn't get that last part. I say, as we continue this journey of saving our youth. Amen. Amen. Because I'm all in it with you. We know. Um, I I do believe that they need us um, in order to survive. I really do. Yes. Okay. Well, Uncle B, I love you. Love you too, and, dear. Uh, may God bless you. Um, and I'm gonna do something where we can ready to do something even the devil won't do. I know where that is. <laughs> Leave. That's right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, again, it was awesome. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.